This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is Meeting 10 of Football Land. Let me take your hand. My name is Anthony Richardson. I am the CEO of Football Land. My name is Mark Davison. I'm the captain of Ride Engineering of Football Land. And I'm Ryan Baxter. I am the intern, uh, social media boy, uh, human resources guy, uh, fire marshal of Football Land. And we've been given $1 billion by the state of Qatar to build a football-themed theme park in Qatar for the World Cup in Qatar. And the name of the park is, of course, Football Land. There is no gap between football and land. There are three L's in there. You better deal with it. And here's a list of the rides we have come up with so far. That was quite passive-aggressive, Anthony. You were looking at me throughout that. The Leicester City Fairyland, the Tunnel of Wagner slash Donald slash Joachim Love, Jimmy Conrad's Conrad Biscan 3000, Steve Mechanical Bull, Marek Larwood's Football Hunger Games, Sir Alex Ferguson's Mind Game Simulator, Nimo Dudra's Betrayal Monorail, Ascoffiation Noshball, Steve Cabaret, the School Sports Football Simulator, All Dummets, Meat and Potatoes Miniature Fun Fair, Hasta la Vista Baby, the Eric Cantona Experience, Wax Corner and Zinedine Zidane's Mamma Mia Mayhem mugged off his mum mid-game. We've got a really exciting meeting today. Mark Sashin Nakrani from The Guardian is in the meeting room ready to pitch his ride. You have a ride idea. It's about being a football. I do, yeah. Becoming a football. And I've got a fun feature I'd like to bring to the park in general to make it more football-y in and around the park. Well, that's good because it it is football land that we're building. That sounds good. That's right. It's really exciting. But on a sad note, Ryan, you have a problem. Ah, uh, Not so sad this time. Not not good news either. Um, but it, let's just say news. I I got a call from, from Jerry Halliwell. Right. She's keen to be part of the Spice Boys for the, oh. for the Steve Cabaret. No, no, we, no we, can't, we can't have that. There's two problems there, Ryan. A, she's not a boy, and B, she didn't play for Liverpool in the 90s. The Spice Boys very specifically refers to David James, Robbie Fowler, Steve McManaman, uh, Jason McAteer, you know, the cream suits in the, the 96 FA Cup final. She's not part of that gang. We need them belting out hits and then playing Jerry Halliwell. Admittedly, there is a Jerry Halliwell element, but it's not going to be Jerry Halliwell. It's going to be Ian Rush's moustache floating around. Well, that's what she she wants to get involved. She's very keen uh, to wear the Ian Rush's robotic moustache. To wear it. 
Did you describe it as it's a flying it's remotely a flying controlled moustache? moustache. Yeah. It's a robotic yes. moustache. Spice up your life is the soundtrack, admittedly, but it's flying around the room, perching on Dinah's lips now and then. It's a fun thing. Ian Rush has had the shave that will form this robotic drone. Right. So it sort of was bad news then, I, I guess. Yeah. We, we want to use the songs of the Spice Girls, don't of we? Of course we do, because it's the Spice Boys singing the Spice Girls. Currently, we don't have copyright agreement to do that so i was going to mention this okay uh, i think we might need to find a way to get jerry halliwell involved oh my goodness keep her at arm's length but but bring her in yeah with one hand put your hand around her shoulder and welcome her in and with the other push her face away okay you're going to need to square that circle ryan you're going to need to square it okay just explain to her that she can't she can't be a moustache okay i'll have a think thanks mate okay cheers all right leave it with me well done Mark, you've got an idea for a ride. You're very excited. You go ahead. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm really excited. It's called Be the Ball. So it invites park guests to sit inside a giant football and experience what that's like as it's being kicked around. Yeah. You are inside a giant perspex ball that replicates what someone else is doing with a real football. They're linked. So someone in the next room is doing keepy-uppy or banging in free kicks into top bins, and you are sitting inside a giant version of a ball that is directly replicating what that other real-size football is doing. So you're speeding about the room, or is this virtual reality? No, no, no. You are actually physically speeding around the room. You are inside a perspex ball, so you can see out 360 degrees, and you are flying around the place. You're bouncing off walls. Uh And I think we should take it even further and maybe try and replicate classic iconic free kicks or classic matches. There's no reason why you can't sit in the ball for a whole match. Imagine being the 1966 World Cup final ball. Yeah. You're inside that. You experience every kick, every shot, every cross, every dribble from inside the ball. So programmers will look at each classic match, plot exactly where the ball went for a whole 90 minutes and then... Yeah. Program that into the ball yeah. and then it flies about, you know, being passed around by invisible people, you know, scoring now and then, going out for a throw in. Yes. Yes. And your experience out the whole time. So with David Beckham's free kick against Greece yeah. in two thousand and two. Yeah, that could be one of them. Yeah. You curve round in exactly the same dimensions into a giant goal. hundred percent. That yes. giant goal is gonna have to be well, to scale. So it'd yeah. have to be yeah. like thirty times the size of a normal goal. Yeah. Blimey. Okay. I haven't fully gone into the technology of it, but with GPS able to locate the exact position of a ball in midair, yeah. and it has to for goal line technology, you just do bigger goal line technology and, and tell them to talk to each other. Small ball talks to big ball, big ball does what small ball does. Easy. What about fans? Fans. Supporters? No, not supporters, but if, if imagine this in a giant warehouse, okay? Yeah. And then you've got millions and millions of fans, you know, whirling about the place. Fans on the floor, fans on the walls, fans on the ceilings, all pointing towards the pitch. Yes. Then you can control them to come on and off, each one individually, so that it can blow the ball upwards, blow the ball sideways, blow the ball fast, slow, put some curve on it in exactly the right trajectory that the ball happened in real life. I think you've cracked it, yeah. So these fans constantly blowing on, off, on, off. And recreate like 10, 20 different moments from from football. What other goals would you recreate though? Well, I'd like to see uh, what it feels like to be the ball for Roberto Carlos's free kick in Le Tournoir, the end of the 90s. Yeah. I mean, that was going so far wide and then miraculously curled in. So I think if you're sat in the ball there, 
you know, you're thinking, oh, hold on, we're going off for a throw in. Oh, no way, we're, we've scored. I can't help but think people might feel a bit sick in this ride, you know, just spinning about the place like astronauts. We'll have vents so that if they are sick, it doesn't stay washing around inside with them. Yeah. It, it comes out of the ball. But then the fans will blow that back up. Yes, it does mean someone has to go in and, and trudge through a blizzard of vomit. Yeah. But, I mean, that's not for us to worry about, is it? That's someone else's job. If you recreate a hat trick, say, by Jeff Hurst, can can a giant Jeff Hurst come in and pick you up and then you go and live with him, you know, in a giant house that we build and you go back to him, like 20 metre tall Jeff Hurst and his giant wife? In theory, yes. I slightly worry that if we're investing time and money in building a 20 metre high Jeff Hurst and his wife and fully robotized house... Yeah. That's diverting funds and resources from the main football land. Yeah. And that's only going to be experienced by whoever is in the ball when Jeff Hurst scores his hat-trick and keeps the ball. Um, but, it, yeah, in theory, I'm not against it. It, it seems like a mighty waste of time, but um, I'm not going to say no. It, it would be a lovely bit of cultural history, though, wouldn't it? You'd be going back into the 60s, Jeff Hurst there, giant wife, maybe a cat the size of a of a mammoth. Yeah. I, I guess it was quite a patriarchal time. She might be doing some housework, which might be a bit awkward, you know, him with his feet up. Also, you'll be sat on the mantelpiece, won't you? Yeah. You're just inside the ball still. You're not allowed out of the ball. So you're just sat on the mantelpiece watching him with his feet out while she's working mm. like a Trojan. Would you hear them making love? Well, I'd, I'd like to think that was a possibility, yes. Um, I mean, being the 60s in, in England, I think it was once a year at Mothering Sunday. So, yeah. you know, if you happen to be in the house at that time and the mantelpiece where he put the match ball was in the bedroom, then yes, you'd be treated to some very functional lovemaking. This this really appeals to me. Um, you know, we could create lots of different hat tricks. Uh, Ronaldo, we could go back with him to his house and watch him, a giant Ronaldo, work out in his gym, his giant gym, in front of his bored giant child and giant wife. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm still nervous about the budget implications of that but building a giant so basically we have football land and then we have giant football land purely for people that have scored hat-tricks in the be the ball ride that's right yeah but i think we might be able to unlock some funding from your arts heritage funds because it will be cultural history especially the 1966 house it's like a museum and you're learning about you know cultural attitudes at the time relationships you know love making at the time well i'm ready to vote on this right so all in favor of be the ball say aye aye congratulations mark it's an absolute triumph great just what is it that you want to do we want to go football land and we want to have a good time Mark, we've had some engagement. We love engagement. One of our patrons um, has come up with a ride idea, which we're contractually obliged to discuss. Yep. This is from Matt Whitworth, who sponsors the Football Land, Matt Whitworth Football Land Car Park. Okay. One last ride, he says for now, the Sillard Nemethis, sis. You've all been to Alton Towers, so you don't need me to explain. We do. Uh, well, let's try and break it down. So Sillard Nemet was a player for Middlesbrough in the mid-2000s. He was known as the Lizard King of Teesside. He was Slovakian. He was known as the Slovakian Express. Why? Uh, Well, he came off the bench, I think, now and then. Okay. So, yeah, a fantastic player in a fantastic team. Let's not forget Selad Nemet 
you know, he took them all the way to the 2004 League Cup final. He wasn't selected to play in the final, yeah. but he was certainly instrumental along the way. So maybe we could build that into this ride, a crescendo of anticlimax. Yeah, it needs to be amazing kind of in the middle, around about the semi-final stage. Yeah. And the final is a crushing anticlimax. But why Nemetsis? Because, of course, at Alton Towers, there is the ride Nemesis. It's Nemesis, the famous yes. ride at Alton Towers. It's a steel roller coaster with four inversions. It was built in 1994, but it's been in the top 50 roller coasters in the world for a record 15 years in a row. Wow. Uh, it reached the top of its peak in 2003. It was seventh, seventh best roller coaster in the world. Coincidentally, that's where Borough came under Steve McLaren, seventh in the Premier League. Wow. They're linked, aren't they? They're linked. It's no coincidence. It's no coincidence. So Matt Whitworth has has not just thought this is a pun on a footballer's name. No, no, This is actually, it's deeper than that. Yeah, it, it runs through the very DNA of the, the both the roller coaster and the player. Mid two thousands Middlesbrough, insane squads. Yeah, they had people like ridiculous Mark amounts Schwartz, of talent. Michael Wright, singer Frank Kedrew, Ugo Ekiog, Chris Riggert, Gareth Southgate, George Boateng, Massimo Macaroni. They had Carlo Nash, Guy Mendieta, Ray Parler played for them. Yep. Joseph Desiree Job, Janino. That squad. If you put them together for a reunion on this ride. That is the PR sorted. People would flock to see that mid two thousand. So are you saying the ride is all twenty five from that Middlesbrough team? Just so there's no there's no yeah. room for punters to go on it. You're just watching the Middlesbrough team from the mid noughties just ride around on a roller coaster that's a bit like Nemesis. Great. What well, a lovely idea. Lovely. Okay. Well, I'm all for that. Yeah. All in favour of the Sillard Nemesis? Say aye. 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 Congratulations, Matt Whitworth. That is a stonker. I'm going to football land, to football land, to football land. I am. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. It's not built yet. Now, Mark, I've got a fun feature for the park. Very good. It's my firm opinion that there needs to be constant football-related stuff going on uh, at Football well, Land yeah, at all it's, times. It's called Football Land for a reason. Exactly. So not just the rides, but even when you're walking around yeah. just trying to find the toilets or arguing with your partner about which of the, quite frankly, garbage restaurants you have to feed your children at, yeah. I want it to be football-themed. So how about making each guest at the park feel like a player? Okay. At the end of the day, at Football Land... Instead of like a a tannoy message saying the park's closed, it's a full-time whistle. Right, yeah. You know, a really shrill full-time whistle around the park so it feels like you've just played a football match. Oh, yes, yes. What about, as well, as soon as that full-time whistle goes, you swap shirts with the person nearest to you. Yeah. You know, you just, it's a bit of camaraderie. You've been having a fun time at football land and then, oh, full-time whistle goes. Who is geographically closest to you? You've got to swap shirts with them. That is great. That's a lovely touch. Uh, Instant question. Yeah. What is to stop people uh, making sure they're next to someone whose shirt they definitely want? That is a really good question. Imagine you've gone into the park with a rubbish shirt on. Yeah. You see someone walking past with the best shirt you've ever seen. Yeah. You're just going to tail them until the full-time whistle blows and just grab it. There will be a stalkerish element to it, but... A lot of players, when they're playing a game, they agree with each other to swap shirts at full time. So it's actually quite realistic to football. In fact, it, it footballifies it even more. Yeah, but if if the shirt that you desire is really expensive and the shirt you give in exchange is like 50 pence from Primark, that, that doesn't seem fair. It would be like someone who's somehow playing from the reserves, you know, under 18s, 
getting on the same pitch as Messi. So does Messi really gain from having that 18-year-old shirt? No. Uh, well, you know, that's just a thrill of the chase then, isn't it? Because people will be gravitating towards people with better shirts. If you've got the best shirt in the in football land, if you're dressed the best, then you're going to know about it and it's going to be up to you to run away. Maybe you leave before the park closes. Yeah, because otherwise you're going to just... People with decent shirts are just going to be sprinting all over the place with a vast horde of cheap T-shirt wearers chasing them down, desperate for their shirt. Are ladies going to swap shirts as well? Yes, Do they need to yes. make sure they have modest underwear to, to so that there's not a sexual element to this? We need to be very culturally sensitive to the Middle East and Qatar. Um, they've got uh, clothing rules for women. Um, I would advise women um, to adhere to those rules wear two sets of clothes, one on top of the other. Yeah, it's going to be very hot in Qatar. Yeah. What if a toddler is next to someone who's absurdly either overweight or really tall? Then I think we capitalise on that and, you know, we take a picture, we put it on social media. Look how fun it is at football land. If you're, you know, three years old, swapping shirts with a 90-year-old pensioner who maybe needs that shirt to avoid serious skin burn in, in the heat of Qatar. But now they've got to put on a tiny little uh, three-year-old's, you know, romper suit. That's just part of it. And those are the risks. Those are the risks. Bit of fun. All right, all in favour of swapping shirts at full time at Football and say aye. 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 Great idea. Thank you. Thank yep, you. Really good. One, two, three. It's the international break. I grab your passport, don't be late. Don't nobody know, I don't want to go It's the international break Have you got an injury I could fake? Have you? Hey, hey, I need one place, I don't want to go Ryan, you're back here. Good news on Jerry Halliwell. Good news? Yeah, yeah. So she's pretty much up for anything, but mm. that poses us some problems. Right. Um, we could work out a way to include her... Wearing the moustache, flying about the place. She has to fly about the place, though. Well, I mean, I, I've seen the early designs, Anthony, and it's a robotic flying moustache, so it's heavier than a normal moustache. Right. Uh, it's significantly heavier. What's yeah. her upper lip strength like? Can she support that kind of weight and that kind of mechanics? I imagine she's probably had a bit of lip scaffolding done uh-huh. so i don't know whether that's artificial or whether she has been doing some kind of yeah. joe wicks lip workout joe lips it's not it's not just the upper lip strength though it's uh, how we attach it as well exactly yeah i mean originally i was thinking of backpack you know the drone in a backpack you know hovering about like a jetpack and uh... millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from noom like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. How many how many back moustaches have you seen? A Union Jack pack and the, the, the moustache on her lip as normal, but there would be two wires either side of it, you know, keeping it sort of fanned out and voluminous. I well, sort of thought I mean, in the I, 90s sort of I've been travelling sort of face piercing we yeah. could sort of just go straight through the face. It's totally fine. Everybody likes that. Just yeah. through the face, into the bone, into the mandible, is it? Gum, like... Upper jaw, yeah. Dr- drilling into she that. She sounded really, really, really keen. So uh-huh. I don't think a bit of face drilling is going to put her off. Okay. But the problem you have there is I'd still like now and then for the moustache to fly off her lip and just right. go and nestle on someone else in the yeah. in the canteen's lips yeah that was a feature that i thought could we borrow a bit of the technology from from steve ball's detachable penis and put that on jerry hallowell's face yeah that could work or how about jerry hallowell comes out in full ian rush kit she's wearing the moustache she's singing spice up your life or mama i love you and then at three or four times during the song the moustache flies off her lip and just nestles around, floats about the place and then just comes back and perches on her like a, you know, a bird coming home. Like a homing moustache. Yeah, she doesn't have to fly then, you see. Yeah, it's a bit like one of those sort of kestrel shows, you know. Medieval falconry. Yeah, would we need to sort of fit the guests with sort of leathery protective lip guards? Would we have to put some, you know, raw meat on 
one of their shoulders. I think I've muddied the water here. I think I think your original intention wasn't to sort of program the moustache with a sort of AI falcon mindset, but I think what I've 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 derailed this. Well, no, I, th- I think I think you're onto something. You're actually. onto something there. I'd like to see Ian Rush's moustache. Ian Rush's moustache always looks hungry to me. Yeah, and I'd like mm. to recreate that. And, and let's not forget, this is a restaurant. And it would be fun for him just to, you know, nestle down on a diner's plate, the moustache, and eat a chip as part of the number. And yeah. then fly off back to Jerry Halliwell's lip okay. and eat and chomp down on the chip. Maybe offer her a bit when she's singing Wannabe. There's a whole second second arena here. We we could run falconry classes with Ian Rush's moustache. Yeah, that's okay. a really good point. Ryan, you've, you, you're onto something there. Anyway, chat with Jerry well, about that. Thank you. All right. Thank you. All right, I'm on it. See yep. in a bit. All right. Anthony, I'm really, really chuffed and excited to be able to introduce to you in the meeting room with us today, Sachin Nakrani. He's a senior writer and editor on The Guardian's sports desk, no less. He also hosts the podcast Fans about the experiences and emotions of being a football fan. He himself is a Liverpool fan. Hello, welcome to Football Land. Thanks for having me on. Thanks very much. You're a massive football fan yourself, even though you support Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. I um, I love football uh, mm. and I only started uh, really watching it in the year 2019 on the day Liverpool won the Champions League. Um, yeah. So I've been a big football fan for about... 18 months, and obviously Liverpool won the European Cup, so I decided to uh, follow them. Because, did you hear uh, about what they did in 2005? Uh, um, did, they do something, did they do something good in 2005? Well, f- for 45 minutes, no, but then the rest of it they did. Oh, wow. Well, I think that even that's stretching, Anthony. They, they, they did something brilliant for about six minutes in a two-hour period. Yeah. But it, it was enough. It was enough. Anyway, um, nice to meet you. Uh, we're going to ask you to swear on a copy of Shoot magazine. You, Sachin Nakrani, will give over your ride to Anthony and Mark and Football Land for perpetuity. And to prove that you are doing so, you are swearing on a copy of Shoot magazine from the year 2000. Just to prove that you have that copy in front of you, could you tell me who is on the front cover, please? It's uh, Mustafa Hadji. Mustafa Hadji. <laughs> So we're really excited to have you in the meeting room. Now, despite the fact that you don't remember anything before 2019, you've gone for something from a bit earlier. What's what's your ride idea? Well, I was jesting slightly earlier because I have actually been watching football for quite a long time. 1989 was when I first started watching football. And in a year later, it really took off for me. Mm. Uh, and Italia 90, first, my first World Cup, and it was a moment in the first game of that World Cup that uh, really sparked my imagination and love for football. And it wasn't a beautiful goal or uh, a jinking run by a winger or a lovely flick uh, or a, a good cross. It was uh, possibly one of the most horrific tackles in the history of the game. Uh, mm. And maybe falling in love with sport, yeah. So that Great. game was Cameroon versus Argentina. This was back when the it wasn't the hosts that played the first game of a World Cup, was it? It was the winners of the previous tournament. It was the holders, yeah. yeah. Indeed, it was, yeah it was, so it was Argentina-Cameroon. Uh, I think it was the 8th of June, 1990. I can even be as precise as that, at the yeah. San Siro. Uh, Argentina, as you say, the holders. They had Diego, the late, now of course, Diego Maradona in their, in their side. Um, Cameroon were seen as a team of no-hopers. Uh, a lot of their players were journeyman from the French second division 
Um, and there's a lot of division in the squad as well. There's a lot of rows in the Cameroon squad head of the tournament. So they, they were expected to get absolutely walloped that day. Um, and instead, they pulled off probably the greatest shock in World Cup history, being Argentina 1-0, a goal from Francois Omanbique, uh, mm. a header in the second half. But yeah, for me, the standout moment wasn't that goal. It wasn't anything Maradona did. It was the uh, tackle by Benjamin Massing two minutes from the end on Claudio Canigia, uh, mm. which I watched again this morning. And... Um, it's horrific, but so horrific, made me laugh. It's one of those tackles that's so bad that it becomes funny. So, so he picks up the ball around just just on the edge of his own sort of half, really, doesn't he? And he goes on this dribble, which I would say Maisie, but it's not a Maisie dribble. He he pretty much goes straight forward. He doesn't deviate at all. And then, well, Ca- Cameroon were also attacking with nine players at that mm. point, so. He, so he didn't he need could to just stroll through the <laughs> acres of space that was yeah. behind them. But then yeah. there were three attempts of a challenge on him, weren't there? There was yeah. one, one person flew in, didn't get anything. The second person flew in, didn't get anything, and then got something. One, got got, got enough bit. to put him yeah. off his stride. Yeah, well, the, and that, this is one one of the great things about it. It got increasingly more violent. Um, yeah. So yeah, as you say, Claudio Canigia picked up the ball just outside uh, Argentina's area. It was a counter attack. And as you say, he just ran in a straight line, basically. He ran, um, I, I tried to do a maths today. I think it was about 35 metres he ran. Because he ran from right. sort of just outside his own box and he got to just outside Cameroon's box. The first tackle was from a guy called Emmanuel Kunde, who barely uh-huh. touched him. He sort of, yeah. he sort of wet, waved his leg out in front of Kanija and didn't really make any connection. Kanija just sort of wet, glided past him. The next guy was a guy called Victor Ndeep who was uh, centre-back, and he yeah, he got a bit on Kanija, and he then forced him to stumble. So Kanija started falling forward slightly. Yeah. And then out of shot, pretty much, Benjamin Massing, who was the other Cameroon centre-half, came herring across, side-on, uh, and wiped out Kanija with his right foot. Basically, a waist-high assault. Kanija goes flying over. He does a few uh, roly-polies on the ground afterwards, which was a bit theatrical, but he was undoubtedly hurt. And as a sign of how brutal the tackle had been, um, Massing's boots flew off. That's how much force he put into it. Um, he had to actually yeah, put his boot on and he was rightly sent off by the referee. For mm. it. But it was great because I think he was protesting his innocence as he went off. But it was essentially assault. Um, yeah, a wild, it, wild tackle. He also had a... Um... A bit of a, a bit of afters with another player when he was on the ground, didn't he? And he lashed out. He kicked out at this player with his stockinged foot. And you think nowadays would that count as actually a sending off offence when you kick out at someone if you're not wearing your boot? It's just a bit sort of. It's like a stroke, isn't it? It's like a little tickle. It's just like you're playing footsie with them. Would that be a sending off nowadays? Well, it's quite sexual. It's quite flirtatious. Can you yeah. can you be sent off for being flirtatious? Can I mean, you be sure sent off for being all. sexy? Too sexy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, there's a fair few footballers who'd be sent off for that. I think we'd all yeah. be, we, lads? I think yeah, we would. But, yeah, lads. Yeah, the testosterone I, I, my, my career would have been decimated. Oh, yeah. About it, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't last five minutes at five side if you're getting sent off for being sexy. So, no, no absolutely. That can't be a rule then. I think we've agreed on that. Um, so, so how are you translating that into a ride then? <laughs> Yeah, so my ride is, uh, I've called it Crash Bang Benjamin Massing, um, mm-hmm. and it's a, an assault course. So it's, uh, it's as I said before, um, I think Kanija ran approximately 35 metres. So my assault course would be 35 metres. Mm-hmm. It would be a straight uh, lane, as, it, as you'd have on an athletics track, if you sort of picture a 100-metre run. Um, it'd be like a lane, for one of the eight lanes you'd have on a 100-metre track. 
35 meters long. It'd be made of elephant grass, which right. is uh, tropical grass native to the African grasslands and Cameroon specifically. So keeping it real, yeah. making it as Cameroonian as I can. Uh-huh. And the aim of the assault course is, so you start on one end, you've got to run from that 35 meter distance, start to finish. And as you go through, coming in on your left side will be three robots um and they are green red and yellow in color in that order green at the top red in the middle yellow at the bottom and they will come at you side on in increasing levels of violence um the first robot that will try and take you out and stop you finishing the assault course is the kunde 1000 yeah the second robot is the undup 2000 and then the third robot is the massing what the f- billion um and he's he's particularly violent it has to be said and he's going to come at you really hard side on leg up um, and yeah, and try and wipe you out. I'm too sexy for my name. Too sexy, it's a shame. I'm too sexy for this game. What happens if you manage to successfully hurdle the final robot? Yeah, well, I'm glad you asked that because uh, so if you do if you do get past the uh, the massing uh, what the f- billion robot, you will win a truck, um, oh. either a, uh, yeah either a toy one or a real one. And this is because in his book on Italian ninety World in Motion, the writer Simon Hart described massing going into Kenija uh, like a truck. He said it was like a, a truck running over a pedestrian. So I thought it was apt to to then give the winner either. If you're a kid, you can have a toy truck. And if you're an adult, you can have a real truck. If you're a kid, you can have a real truck as well. And if you're an adult, you can certainly have a toy truck as well. So very flexible. Um, should also say, if you do fail, and most people will fail, um, I'm expecting a 98% fail rate on this ride. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm hoping for that anyway, because uh, I like to see people get injured. Um, you'll be immediately rushed to a nearby field hospital. And once you're discharged from that, you'll have to spend nine months in Dundee. Right. That's the exact amount of time Claudia Kanija spent at Dundee between 2000 and 2001. Mm. I want to just ask you a few things about Benjamin Massing because I, he he's one of those footballers um, from Cameroon and from many African nations in the sort of early 90s who, when you go on their Wikipedia page, it seems they played fewer games for a club team than they did for their national team. Uh, and I yeah. should point out that um, because this is such a beautiful gesture, uh, and entirely appropriate to remember massing by. Uh, I'm actually sitting by my microphone with his extended family sat behind. Yeah, that uh, they've asked not to feature in no. this, but they are respectfully listening to yeah. this. Uh, there, there are some tears, but I think they're joyful tears. Could you yeah. could you ask them how many club teams he played for? Yeah, especially if he played for any other odd. teams in in how, Cameroon or, or how many? Yeah. Uh, just one second. <laughs> how many how many club teams did he did he actually play for? We have a bit of a language problem here, mm. but there, there's a there's a sort of charade going on, and unless I'm misinterpreting it, what they're saying to me is he felt Cameroon was his club team. That so, is so. That is the camaraderie that didn't exist uh, in Cameroon at that point. Benjamin Massing is coming to get you. Benjamin Massing gonna mash you up. Benjamin Massing is coming to get you. Benjamin Massing like a Going back to the children enjoying this ride, and I was mm. thinking that, um, well, he did have his shoe off for part of the tackle, even though it was after. But could we have a separate little robot without a shoe on just kicking children in the face? Uh, I'm going to say yes. 
right. I'm going to say yes. It really that really appeals to me. Yeah, I mean, I, well, what, are we going to add it to the main ride, or is that another little sub ride around it? Which I'm imagining. I'm imagining kind of like a height restriction. So there's two lanes, mm. um, one for children, one for adults. And just the robots for the children are the size of the children. And they're a bit softer. But still, you know, when you scale it up, the injuries will probably be about, be about the same. Yeah. Are robots expensive, though? Because we could hire the old cast of Gladiators, couldn't we? Um, that they they could you know that you know they're they're up for it. We know that they well, are uh, muscle bound. Have you bound. seen the state of Wolf? I mean, he's let himself go very badly. Right. Okay. Is that a good thing or not? I mean, do we do we just go back to the robots or do we let a overweight wolf rampage around, kicking children in the face? Well, that's um, really comprehensive. Uh, I think it's a wonderful idea, but we are going to go to a vote. Um, so this is it's really make, make or break time for your ride. Is there anything you'd like to say to sum up to sway our opinion? Or would you just like to let nature decide? Um, I'm done talking. Right, right. OK, well, we are going okay. to vote uh, all in favour of Crash Bang, Benjamin Massing. Say aye. Three, two, one. Aye. Aye. Congratulations, that is Brilliant. unanimous. It's unanimous. Two two votes to nothing. It's in. It's in. Thank you guys. I really appreciate it. And I'm, I'm looking forward to yeah, looking to, looking forward to my ride being at Football Land. It's uh, it's gonna be great. Um I would, as I said, definitely get a field hospital uh yeah. ready. Yeah. There was no, injury, noted. And you might want yeah. a on site undertaker as well. Sure. Yeah. Or, yeah. We've got a lot of money. We'll do that. Fantastic. Yeah, money's no object. Well, Mark, that was a really successful meeting. Yeah, great. So what are the action points for the next meeting? I would like, Ryan, if you could organise a reunion for all the Middlesbrough players from around 2004 uh, yeah, um, okay. to uh, give a bit of PR to the ride, okay. that would be really excellent. Oh, Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm a bit worried about the decibel level needed for the full-time referee's whistle for the shirt changing. Right. If it's going to be heard throughout the, the park, we need yep. to work out optimum decibel levels. We don't want to deafen people. Optimum decibel level. And uh, find out Jerry Halliwell's size for the Ian Rush full kit, if you would. And right. uh, her lip size just for the wig maker. Thank you. Okay. All right. Meeting adjourned. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of Tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.